Good morning, and welcome to HR Tech Weekly with Stacey Harris and John Sumcher. Hi, Stacey. How are you? Hi, John. I'm doing well. I am at home, surprisingly, right? <laughs> and you as well, right? <laughs> we're yeah, yeah, we're joining is... from our sunny offices in the, in, in, at home today, right? <laughs> well, except you and I were both in Pleasanton, California, just a second ago. Um you know, so so the nice thing about being at home is that you can be everywhere. We were just sitting in the um, Workdays Analyst Town Hall, which was an interesting, yeah. interesting conversation. So, yeah. so what else is going on with you before we dive into dive a little bit into Workday? What what's going on in your world? Well, it's been a couple of busy weeks. Um, for those of you who know um, my role at um, running the annual HR system survey. Uh, we are soft launching it this week, so you might start to see some emails and, and information coming out about that. So that's made for a busy week. Um, like we talked about in the last radio show, we were, we were trying to make decisions of whether or not we should go out this year and, and decided after talking to lots lots of people that data is gonna be really important for the decisions we're all gonna be making through the summer and the fall. And so the more data we can capture, the better. And so that's our, our, our um, hopefully uh, our ability to help a little bit in that process. Um, we, uh, we're also seeing there's a lot of, I guess, conversation going on in the HR tech space, particularly this week, I think, with the things have sort of picked up a little bit, right? So, so not only did we have the Workday Innovation Summit this week, which is sort of split up into a couple different meetings and we'll do a little update on, but there's also some big announcements this uh, week coming out of SAP where their co-CEO structure um, was kiboshed, and they've had a co-CEO structure for a long time. Um, as the SAP's co-chief executive officer, Christian Klein, uh, will continue as CEO, but Jennifer Morgan will depart. Um, and there's a lot of commentary about that, I think, worth some conversation. Um, Cornerstone completed their acquisition of Saba Software. I think some people were wondering if that was going to continue on with the current state of, of uh, the market right now. Um, we're still seeing money being raised in the market. Guru raised $30 million. Um, we saw um, they're a sort of uh, collaborative knowledge management software, uh, as well as um, the uh, conversational AI platform Yellow, which I think you've, you've uh, followed up on them before, raising $20 million, and a new European veteran um, from GitLab and Uno, un, un, Unbabble, I think it's Unbabble, I'm saying it correctly, uh, a group of people who created a company called Remote, uh, and they secured $11 million, so lots going on there. Um, Alexander Mann unveiled a brand new conversational hiring experience for hourly workers. Uh, ADP is staying extremely busy with employer preparedness toolkits and tools to help submit PPE loans and work market and volunteer healthcare workers. Um, and Google launched a beyond corp remote access for virtual workers, um, getting rid of the VPN, which is an interesting conversation uh, that HR is more involved in than you would think. Um, and then Last but by no means least, the UK suspended pay data reporting amid COVID-19 concerns. So all of that wonderful work we made on diversity and inclusion and, and um, engagement, um, the UK is suspending requirements to show that you have um, paid both your female and male uh, workers um, at, an, at a, at a uh, same level. Um, so it's been a busy week, even though we've all been in our homes for the last month and a half, John. And how about you? Any new updates in, inside of your 
uh, office there in the Bay Area? Well, you know, you know, I've been I've been out and about, and I had I had a chance to spend time in a room with with a bunch of CHROs, and and I think the thing that I took away from that is this disruption that we're experiencing, discontinuity. I'm hearing it called. This discontinuity is not hitting everybody the same way everywhere. And so the consequences of this are range from going out of business to explosive growth. And, and so it, it um, challenges conventional thinking about how to message HR technology products, right? Most, most of the time, the history has been that, that if you are a marketing team behind an HR technology product, what you want to do is get the one messaging and positioning package together so that you could have your sales force say the same thing to everybody. And, and it turns out that the utility of many of the solutions that are out in the market varies wildly with the circumstances of the of the customer and when they are struggling for survival it's a different message than than if they are dealing with uh, logarithmic growth that happens because of the need to hire huge quantities of people in a short amount of time um and so so i think things are changing in some really interesting ways that are leaving a lot of the the traditional incumbents a little puzzled about how to proceed. I'd say puzzled is a good word to use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even those who have, I would say, some of the most sophisticated marketing um, machines in our space, right? The the large SAPs and Oracles and Workdays, and then those who have, who I think have built uh, quite a, a backbone on on sort of their marketing messaging, like Namely's and and ADPs and Paychecks, who've done really good jobs of of most recently sort of positioning who they are, I think every one of them is having to come at this from a very different way. And so I think, I think puzzling is, is a very good word to use. Yeah. 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 So I, I'd, I'd uh, um, say that, that what one might have thought you'd do is you go from whatever the message was before to whatever the message is after. <clears throat> and what's happening instead you move from whatever the message was before to a multiplicity of messages afterwards. And that requires a kind of marketing agility that we didn't learn about when everything was constant growth for a decade or so. And, and so, and so it's, it's fascinating to watch how people respond to that. And, and we're starting to begin to see the changes in the message. Uh, But it's like everything that's changing right now. When you when you talk to people about the change, there's this nagging thing underneath it that's the the hope that things will return to the way they used to be. And uh, I think I think that that affects a lot of the things that we're seeing right now. Well, I mean, we definitely saw with the Workday, you know, um, <laughs> innovation summit this week. I, I think playing that played out on news to full screen. On Tuesday, there was um, they, they sort of did a, a very scripted but but very clear perspective of of their their total market uh, you know um, 
capabilities, you know, how big it was, looking like a $103 billion, you know, sort of market um, that they can sell into, uh, the total addressable market that they can sell into uh, between their HCM payroll projects, financials, analytics, planning, and procurement um, applications, that their big focus on clients right now is the CHRO, the chief financial officer, and now the chief um, procurement officer because of their acquisition of Scout, um, that their big messaging is around a unified product with a underpinning of analytics and machine learning. But at the same time, they were trying to sort of morph in there what I think is, is a necessary message that they are an application that will fit the needs of a changing work environment. Um, and partially because they are on both spectrums of clients, right? They've got clients, they've got clients as big as Walmart and growing as rapidly and quickly as Walmart that's doing as much work as you would probably do in your, your, you know, lead up to the December holidays timeframe. And then they've got customers um, at a much smaller scale and a much uh, more in the healthcare space or in the retail space that is struggling and uh, challenged right now. And they've got to figure out how to message a, a moderate tone for both of them, right? And I think we definitely yeah, saw that. Yeah, it's interesting. The thing that I heard that really caught my attention was the CEO of Workday made a distinction about not being a software company, but being a service provider, right? And, and, and uh, what you're getting at is the difference between being a software company and a service provider is that is that service providers are more responsive to the specifics of the industries that they serve than some overarching view of what software is supposed to be. Uh, and so, so I thought that was interesting. I'd, I'd never heard them refer to themselves as a service provider. But it fits this picture, right? Because a software company yeah. is going to give you the software and you use it however it makes sense to you, right? But a service provider yeah. is going to give you the tools and the resources and the consulting and, and adjust that technology to meet the various situations that you're in, um, which is a very different uh, and, to be honest, a much more expensive approach to managing technology in this day and age, right? Yep. Yep, and so 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 I I learned a lot this morning about about Workday. I I wasn't as big a fan of the uh, hour long commercial. Um, it was it, it had it had a lot of interesting information about customer uh, projects, but but this morning was real people talking to real people about stuff, and that, and that was better. The thing that I noticed this morning was 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 they're currently claiming to have 25 discrete production features that utilize machine learning in their talent optimization tool set. That's that's a lot. That's that's a whole lot. I would I would love to get under the hood and see what those 25 are and how they work. Uh, but that's 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 a significant push forward in machine learning. Um, that they just sort of tossed off as if, oh yeah, everybody's doing this kind of thing, and and it's really a remarkable accomplishment. And I think that was just in their talent optimization area, um, where they had additional. There may have been another handful or so that in there were in their financial and planning areas as well. Um, but the talent optimization one was heavily tied to the work they've been doing in skills and machine learning 
updated skills. This is something that they invested in about four years ago um, and heavily made a play on that this was going to fundamentally be the foundation, I think, of their talent and HR um, machine learning conversation. Uh, do you feel like that's starting to come through, that they're starting to actually make some headway with, with that idea about skills being a differentiator for them? Well, it's, you, you know, there's, there are a bunch of puzzles about uh, how machine learning works going forward. And the puzzles have to do with the fact that sort of everything we knew yesterday is wrong. It's not quite that. It's, it's not quite that. But, but there's a degree to which uh, there are a whole ton of assumptions about what matters that are not go-forward ideas. And so... So it'll be, I'm, I'm going to really be curious about how they adjust the story to account for the fact that, that you can't make predictions based on yesterday with today's information and that that's what machine learning is all about. I think oh. the other thing that, that we heard in this conversation was, was that machine learning is a fun foundational element along with their sort of unified, a, a, a single visual of planning and analytics all on the same page, right? And they mentioned that multiple times. But they, I also heard a lot more mentions this time around than I have in the past for them around industries. Now, they always have like an industry conversation, but this time we definitely heard that they were um, making sure they were meeting people where the industries needed them and that there were certain industries, particularly um, in the in the era that we're in with the COVID-19 crisis, where they had not thought about, I think previously, how much they could make a change, but we're definitely seeing it now. Areas such as healthcare benefits and management, managing healthcare inside your own sort of corporation entity, right? Um, they were also talking about uh, supply chain management, their acquisition of Scout, and how that made a big difference in supply chain management of various um, things needed during the COVID crisis, right? Um, there was some of that also, too, that I thought was interesting that didn't have anything really to do with machine learning. It was just the ability to do to see planning and data all in the same place as well. And so sometimes the simple things, I think, make more of an impact than sometimes all the machine learning conversation as well. So we're breaking here and we'll come back. I, I, have, to, I have to set up another piece of the show. It's going to hang up on us. So, so give me five minutes and dial back in. Okay. Okay. All right. 